Welcome back to the Auto Looks Podcast. This week, we're going to be taking a look at subscription cars. Yes, you can subscribe to cars, and it's coming soon. Autolooks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to Auto Looks Podcast. I'm your host, Everett J, the doctor to the car. And keep following our Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Podbeam, iTunes, YouTube, and over at www.autolux.net for all your corporate websites, auto shows, up-to-date reviews, and of course, our podcast. And today we are taking a look at what could possibly be the next avenue of money for the automotive world. Subscription cars. Yes, cars you can subscribe to and it's not just one company it's a few of them getting into it the likes of porsche volvo lincoln cadillac bmw infinity mercedes and the company that started it all lincoln company by geely yes a few of them have dropped off and have given up on this and subscription cars haven't really taken off now cadillac is one of those few that's holding strong within their targeted markets now a lot of these ones are starting in major cities we're talking like dallas los angeles new york chicago we get it. Things like this have been around for a while. Subscription cars are not something new. Everybody seems to think they are new, but they really aren't. Renting cars on a per monthly basis is similar, but a lot more costly. Then, back in the early 2000s and late 90s, you started getting companies like CarShare, corporate entities who owned essentially rental fleets of vehicles that you pay a monthly subscription to, and when you needed a vehicle, whatever ones were close to you, you can go out and rent them using your app or pre-booking a time online. Now, companies like Geely, with their Lincoln Company vehicles are subscription cars. You pay into them for the services rendered to your vehicle and the ownership that you have of your vehicle. In a sense, it kind of works in an amazing way. Okay, let's take a look at Lincoln Company here. Lincoln Company, started by Geely, was a fresh new face. Now, they are built off of Volvo platforms and they are starting to enter the European and Asian marketplaces. They're not really taking the world by storm. Lincoln Company, one of those companies out there that started with the basis that you're not going to own our vehicle vehicles we own our vehicles you're gonna pay us a monthly fee and we will render services towards your vehicle which means we'll take care of your insurance we'll take care of your repairs we'll take care of your oil changes any major product that you need okay people thought that's pretty neat yeah but uh if i'm a traveling salesman it kind of sucks because you know let's say i'm out of the country for a month i don't use a vehicle what the hell well Geely had the idea of subscription vehicles and when you leave your vehicle goes back into the pool so it could be sitting in your driveway or when you leave you can bring it to a designated drop-off place drop it off leave the keys with the services and somebody else can use your vehicle while you're out of the country for a month let's say you leave london and you go to shanghai and in shanghai you still have those services because you're paying a monthly subscription to it you can now get a lincoln company vehicle over there so essentially it's like bringing your vehicle there the only problem with it is there's no personalization every vehicle is exactly the same they are starting to get into some personalization effect where you can pay a little bit more to have personalized things with them but essentially you're still paying for a subscription a subscription to a car it's great because now you don't have to pay for all the repairs and you're just paying one monthly fee which a lot of people already are doing most people out there are taking up to 84 months seven years seven years to pay off a vehicle and most of those people they don't even make it to their seven years within five years they're already trading it in and adding that on 
on to their next vehicle, which means they're adding it on and adding it on and adding it on and compounding their interest further and further and further and further down the line, which means they're never going to get out of debt and never going to get out of being tied to that company. But when you lease it, you still got to pay to fix it. Unless it's something covered under your warranty, you have to pay to fix it. For subscription vehicles, you're still paying the monthly fee. The only thing is, is when you cancel your contract, you bring your vehicle back to a designated area. As long as there are no major things, it's like leaving your apartment. As long as there are not major damages or anything to that, they refund your deposit. You walk away. You don't have to sell this thing. You don't have to bring it in for, you know, your environmentals. You don't have to bring it in for oil changes. You don't have to do any of that crap because it's all taken care of by the subscription service. Now we're going to cross the pond and come over to North America where Cadillac pretty much spearheaded their own subscription services in the United States. Their subscription service was very similar to Lincoln Companies. The only difference being their subscription service allowed you to take different vehicles. You were allowed to exchange your vehicles up to eight times a year. Now you got to think about it. eight times a year. That's not a lot, right? But if you and your spouse are both subscribing, you can use your vehicle and just take the ATS coupe and go back and forth to work every day. Or your spouse can have a CTS wagon. So you could do a little bit more. But then there's that one time where your in-laws come in from out of town to visit you and you all want to go to the beach. Oh, well, what the hell? We, we can't all fit into the wagon and definitely not my coupe. Bam! Subscription service allows you to exchange your vehicle. You pre-book it and as long as there is a Cadillac Escalade within your subscription area that you can get for your booking time, you bring in one of your two vehicles to the closest dealership of the subscription vehicles, drop it off with all your documentation and keys, pick up the Escalade and you got it for the weekend. It's just that simple. Still paying the same monthly fee. Now I took a little look into this and in some of these areas they're, they're kind of expensive. But Cadillac Lincoln you're kind of looking pretty decent. It's in between $1,600 and $2,000 a month. And you're think that's that's a lot of money, right? You have a lot of people are leasing vehicles and they're never going to get out of that field. Plus this thing covers all your maintenance and everything. So you're thinking about it. you're leasing a vehicle, you're paying five, six hundred dollars a month and then all of a sudden bam, like you got to replace something major. You got to get new tires. It's two thousand dollars. Well, there's two months. Add that in. So take four hundred dollars off that. How many more months? You've essentially paid. There's like six months right there. These start getting into Porsche, BMW. Some of them got a little more expensive, getting close to the three thousand dollar range. But you got to think about with Porsche, you can get vehicles like the Cayman, the Carrera, Panamera, Porsche Cayenne, and the Macayan. Because some of those cars aren't exactly cheap, and some of the products on those vehicles aren't exactly cheap to replace. So you paid a bit more to have a better vehicle. But it still works out cheaper than renting a vehicle. But in some cases, in some cities, still taking Uber or Lyft is a lot cheaper than paying a subscription fee to the vehicle. And that's why some of these companies, for instance, as Volvo and Lincoln have pulled back from these markets and dropped their subscription services due to the fact that there isn't enough room and in that pool for everyone, only a few are going to make money at it until people start seeing the benefit, until the cost comes down. Then comes along Ford. Says, we could do this too. We're going to jump all in for about two years. They did. They jumped in. But when you work out the fact that their rental for the subscription, monthly fees for licensing, every single thing on it, worked out more than leasing the products that you were allowed to. Most of them were Ford Fusions, Ford Focuses, or escapes, explorers. They didn't have a ton of things. You weren't allowed to get the F-150. You couldn't change it for a Mustang. It wasn't across the entire line. They were very limited on the products that you were able to get. Not good news for them. So Ford kind of lost the mark on that one. That's pretty much the reason why they dropped out of the ring. Now, moving further down. Like I said, with Lincoln Company and Cadillac, they're still going good. Subscription vehicles are working out for them. They're their next money-making avenue. This is something that I kind of thought, why didn't Tesla get into it? Because they got all these vehicles that keep coming back to them. People getting off fleeces they're at the end of their time people trade them in they get new ones well, what do they do with them because it's not really a resale market for the products why isn't tesla getting into this and then i find out that their old vehicles
vehicles. The batteries are being taken out. The vehicles trying is essentially being recycled, which we all know as a crock. And the batteries are being refurbished and being used for other things, like charging stations, whole bases. But some of the Tesla products are actually going into their own fleet services for repair vehicles and loaner vehicles. And since Tesla doesn't have enough vehicles out there right now, subscription isn't the way to go. But subscription for a company like that may seem a little bit more plausible, especially for electric car companies. It would really work out in the subscription service because you already have to pay a monthly fee for your charging points now. Add that in to a subscription, get your licensing, your minor repairs because they're already cheap to fix and they don't require a lot of maintenance because there's no fluids and a Tesla would be a perfect counterpart for the subscription service vehicles. They're not something you really want to go out and full-time purchase because when that battery's got to be placed, it's quite extensive to replace it. Kind of like a Prius, changing a Prius battery is thousands. It's like changing your transmission in a car. In first gen ones, when you were getting them, you were talking like you're replacing the entire car again. But since battery technology has moved on and the costs have moved down and it's become cheaper and cheaper and cheaper, the subscription service for some company like Tesla would be a good avenue for them because one, they can use their old vehicles that people are trading in to use the subscription vehicles. And two, your battery's about to die out. If you can't change out the battery or charge it fast enough, there's a subscription vehicle close by. Use the app, drop yours off at a charging station where that one is, is finalized and charged and ready to go. Jump into that car and keep on going. But like we said, with subscription vehicles, this is an avenue that's, that's slowly going to take place. It's going to become part of the automotive industry, just like leasing and financing took hold back in the 60s and 70s and really didn't take off until the 80s. Until the financial crisis, leasing did not take off. Yes, there was financing because it's essentially a bank loan, but leasing didn't take off until the 80s and really took off in the 90s. Now it's now it's a mainstay. If you don't lease a vehicle, people look at you like you got three heads. I'm sorry, but I had three vehicles. I own all three vehicles outright. Any repairs that have exceeded what I could spend per month have been put on a line of credit and it'd be paid off. Subscription vehicles, if I was a traveling salesman, I would look into. If I could afford it, I would look into it, especially for at least one of our vehicles, just for the fact that I don't have to pay to fix the thing. I don't have to pay to license this thing. I don't have to pay to insure the damn thing. And if I get tired of this thing, I trade it in and get something else. It gives you that personalization. It gives you the ability to say, hey, I am tired of this. I want change. And we all know in the world, humans desire change. Not everyone in the world desires change, but most of us want change. We want things to change. Why do you think in the world today, the new generation is so dead ridden? Because when a new phone comes out, they want it. They go out and get it. They want what their parents have now instead of waiting for it. Where a subscription service can give them the effect that they can have it now. And when they get tired of it, they can have the next one now. And that's something that the automotive industry is slowly going to be looking at and seeing that there is momentum within this industry into the future. We just need a generation that'll start accepting the fact that they don't need car ownership. So when companies, like I said, like Lyft and Uber start taking off and bringing us around as a fully functional autonomous cab service all over the world, people are going to start looking to subscription vehicles because now while in the city you can use them to shuttle you all over the place and you pay a subscription fee along with millions of other people into the pool for your vehicle where on the weekend you can say screw it i am not taking a freaking uber three hours out of town to go visit my parents i am paying my subscription i am going to the cadillac dealer i am hopping in an ats coupe and i am going there the unfortunate thing is, is as car ownership diminishes the products available to us will diminish as well we've already seen that in the coupe marketplace and the convertible marketplace as saloons and coupe style SUVs are slowly taking over. Even the sedan marketplace is slowly diminishing. Same with wagons. Crossovers are starting to diminish. Whereas cross tracks, CUVs, standard SUVs are actually starting to make a comeback and trucks. People want the one shot deal. And that's the reason why products like the Ford 
Mustang Mach-E are required for the future evolution of the automotive industry, whereas subscription vehicles will be required soon enough. So all in all, subscription vehicles are a thing of the future. They are here now, but just like cell phones were here now in the 80s, they didn't take off until the early 2000s and late 90s. They didn't become a mainstay with every single person out there until the 2000s. So subscription vehicles may start now, but we probably won't see it as a mainstay in the automotive industry until closer to the 2030. It is a future evolution of the automotive industry. So as I've outlined over the course of this podcast, subscription vehicles are a possibility for the future besides financing, leasing, or write-out ownership. It's going to give you the ability to have more than one vehicle whenever you want it. And it's going to give you the ability to personalize, customize, and essentialize your life. No, you won't be able to go out and customize and have cool new rims and blast the stereo system and a kick-ass paint job, but you will be able to have a coupe on Monday, a full-size SUV on Wednesday, and the convertible for the weekend on Friday. It'll allow us to update and create more of a persona that expresses ourselves fully. Instead of being tied down by one single model of car ownership, we will be allowed to express our feelings and what we feel for the time that's around us. So all in all, subscription vehicles will be something that the future will hold for us in the car ownership ring. I'm Ever from Looks, telling you to keep watching our Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn podcast over at www.autolux.net, iTunes, and the Podbean for all your up-to-date facts from Autolux. So strap yourself in for this one fun wild ride as we subscribe to the future of the automotive industry.